This is Future Heist, conversations with people making change. My name is Rena Neve-Smith. This episode is co-hosted by Chloe Vasegi. And I studied at Hyper Ireland in Stockholm, and that's sort of where the seed was planted to start an animation, which is the organization that I'm co-founder of today. Uh, we're an online support group, network, and we work to um, support and highlight and empower women trans and non-binary motion designers, animators, illustrators, etc. So basically, uh, when I studied in Stockholm, I, um, I met B, one of the co-founders, we were in the same class, and we just started to think about and analyze why always the, it was always the men taking up the most space in all in all exercises we did in yeah like exhibitions we had etc etc it always felt like the women tend to tended to take a more like organizational um maintaining sort of structured roles like a project manager or producer just like basically making things running smooth for the guys to actually be creative yeah uh, yeah, basically like, yeah. And was it mostly men on the course? Yeah, it was so, on my course it was a third women, two thirds okay. men. So it wasn't like, it was almost 50-50. So it wasn't that it was like three, three women there. But, and also in the beginning, it was, it felt like everyone was sort of, even though everyone came from different backgrounds, different levels, like everyone sort of had the same intentions of becoming motion designers or animators um, but then it just felt like halfway throughout a lot of the women because most of the women had less experience than the men as well so I also think that that pushed a lot of them out from being that like pursuing that creative sort of more creative um, Role, role yeah, exactly, role. Why do you think the women had less experience? What, what Like, coming into the course in the beginning? Exactly, the yeah. Time? Yeah, I think that I'm not sure about. Do you, so, like, so I think that just happened to be like... You were all at university? Or no, 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 no. So this is like... Mature? It's very mixed. Right, okay. Yeah, we had people from 18 to 40. Okay. So it's a very mixed, like, some people had a lot more experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the older people tended to be men in my class. Yeah. That was basically it. So I think that might have affected that as well. Yeah, sure. But we saw that in the other, like, courses as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the art direction course, the mobile development. It was, like, a lot of similar sort of structures. And we just started to think about, like, yeah, why why is that, basically? Um so that's basically yeah we, we just like observed that when we went to uni and just started to talk about it like oh yeah and how come how come and we were like have no idea really so we wanted to investigate that a lot more so then i came to london to do my internship and uh be moved here probably a half a year later and my first time at my internship was it was basically me in the studio with um, five other guys mm-hmm. um, and I felt 
I just felt a lack of people that were like me not necessarily by gender but just like yeah because it was very like all male very mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah male heavy and I just felt that it would be nice and it would be empowering and inspiring to have someone that you can see yourself in and sure. being like that's someone I want to be like an aspirational person being like that's yeah so and then when B moved here she had had sort of similar experiences with her internship and that's where we're like we need to do something about this we need to like we need to reach out and talk to other women um in the industry and just see where why why do they share the same experience as us and is it something or is this like a unique experience or is it something that people actually share with us do you know what I mean like because that's also you always start with yourself and then sure. you're like yeah and did you feel that it was the same like the feeling that you got at university did that translate did you end up doing the PM role and the organizing and in that it's scenario funny. or did you see yourself yeah or did you have to think about trying hard not to tell me a bit more yeah. about the experience it's funny because I feel now now I've become more of a my role has sort of changed into more of a project management mm-hmm. role basically and I'm, I don't necessarily enjoy it equally as much as the creative role, but I feel more comfortable, which is so yes, strange. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I sort of enjoy that creative process and working as a creative, but being my producer role is a lot more comfortable because it feels like people know what to expect. Or you know what, know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I don't feel, yeah, it's a strange one. And I think it has a lot to do with that, especially when girls are raised, we're always, you're always supposed to take care of people, yes, you yeah. always take care of your friends, and you know, if someone's like mean to you, you're like, yeah, it's just so easy to go back into that role of being the person, the caring person, the caring person that's her, taking yeah. care of like, mm-hmm. yeah, and wanting everything to work out, and taking on like, if it's not working, you're taking on personally, you're mm-hmm. like, this is like my fault, this is because I did, do, did something wrong, you know, etc, etc. Um, and I think it's just easy to fall back into those patterns of being that like this is like natural for me or this is like how I've been doing with my siblings or with yeah etc etc. Relate it back to the family unit as well. Definitely. So like you know a lot of people I'm not parent but a lot of people have been yeah. talking about recently about this about women end up still doing the project management. You uh, women although women you know work and and there is lots of movement. There has been lots of movement since you know second wave feminism yeah. essentially but predominantly women still hold the list of what needs to happen just to get by in yeah. their head that mm-hmm. they are that person yeah. that they're the project manager so like even when I think of my family my dad was really 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 hands-on hands-on you know father did probably 50% of the actual tasks but my mum definitely held the task list which is a massive <laughs> fucking task as well yeah, so it's kind definitely. of like yeah. perhaps that's where we yeah. not I'm not saying that this is the case for yeah but I definitely think that's so. where you get it from because yeah. you think there's so yeah. many little things that need to be done in order to make something actually happen yeah but I think you can also relate it to the wider I mean you know this to take the traditional phrase of women's work I mean basically if you think about the way capitalism works right what needs to get workers into workplaces you know, there's a lot that needs to be done that women take care of and without pay, which sounds like a really radical idea, but when you think about it, so for example, raising children, 
cooking, mm -hmm. cleaning, all those things that women do. And I feel like women's love for their families is kind of exploited in that way. Mm -hmm. And you, they, they do all that work without any kind of pay. And then the men go to work and get paid for, you know, their work. And mm -hmm. there's, there's a kind of, there's a real yeah. division of, of labor there. And it, it kind Definitely. of, it just, it's just expected that women, you know, do X, Y, and Z. But yeah. it's certainly, it's so kind of pervasive because we all fall into it. We all like, yeah. You know, I was on a demo recently and it was baking hot and I went around giving out water and one of, <laughs> one of the people on the demo was like, you're falling into your gender stereotype there, you know, and I was like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, but that's so true. It's like a second full-time job, basically, yeah. um, mm -hmm. being a woman if you have a family. Yeah. It's just, I and I feel that sometimes as well, like in my personal relationship, like with me and my boyfriend, I tend to be the one like doing the bills, mm -hmm. you know, like doing laundry and I'm just like, why? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? But I think it's just like, it's so deeply ingrained mm -hmm. into when we're raised and mm -hmm. how, and through media and through all our like social inputs. Mm -hmm. So it's just really difficult to, you know what I mean? To yeah, break out so from hard. that. It's so it's, hard yeah. to don't even realize you're doing it. Definitely. And I think, and I'm not saying all men, but I think, like I was reading this article, a woman was talking about this kind of being the project manager mm. of the house, and she was saying, you know, I'll ask my husband to do something. And he said, or like, if he doesn't do something, I say, uh, he just says, well, why didn't you tell me to do it? And she's like, why did I have to hold the list of the things that need to be done to mm -hmm. do that? If mm -hmm. you, and I don't think yeah. men naturally, because of that, yeah. mm -hmm. they don't actually understand that there's like, there is a whole another role, mm -hmm. not just the tasks, even if the woman <laughs> did not, that is, that yeah, is yeah, there, yeah, yeah, that yeah. just assigning the tasks, mm -hmm. thinking about what the fucking tasks are, takes Definitely. a shitload of work. Yeah. And then, allocating them out as well Definitely. Yeah. and worrying about money mm -hmm. worrying about like having money to pay the rent all of that stuff it feels like it's always on the women and then it's like yeah and it's actually management yeah. and it's management mm -hmm. in the workplace where women are excluded mm -hmm. yeah. if you look at where you know women are more likely to do this so it's like yeah. we're literally doing we're doing it yeah. but we're just not being paid for it i know i know and saying all this some women really is amazing producers, project management, mm -hmm. man managers, and they really want to do that. It's just that I think a lot of women that might want wanted to pursue a creative career yeah. fell into more of like a project management role yeah. just because, because they're good at yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, I'm not saying that like oh it's bad yeah I exactly know. it's not a bad role I I yeah and I love working with like female producers <laughs> etc. But it's just. I, I just think that from speaking to people that that tends to happen quite a lot of times. It means you lose that creative, the women, exactly. what women might create. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And what do you see at like creative agencies, for example? You see a lot of women, but more in more junior roles mm -hmm. and more like, yeah, producers and then creative directors, art directors, they're all male. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a whole different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what yeah. you did about this, you analyzed yes. it and decided to yeah. create so, your agency. Yeah, exactly. It's so basically, um, our action then we went out for a beer. Uh, <laughs> first action always. <laughs> first action always. <laughs> and then we also so and the the third co-founder then Lynn, she had written to be uh, because she was also moving to London. And B was like, yeah. So they had like initiated contact. I started to talk back and forth because B was sort of a. She was sort of like a role model, I guess, in a way, because 
she was out there, she posted her work, she was like a creative in, in yeah, working creative in the field. Uh, and I think that's also another thing that's so important, seeing other women doing creative work. Because that's like, that's how you can see yourself doing that kind of stuff as well. Um, and I think that's one of the most empowering things to actually see other women create work. Um, so it's just about, yeah, let's get on to that later. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I think you're going to have to edit this quite a lot because I feel like I'm jumping back and forth yeah, so much. Like... Um, yeah, so Lynn was brought on board and we had like a first meeting where we're like, we need to do something about this. Uh, she had had a similar experience as well. We all was like, yeah, this is, this is now a fact. This is how, this is, it could, like three similar experiences can't be like a unique thing. It needs to be something that's happening to a lot of women. So then we were thinking about how to take action, how to start this, um, how to start like a movement, how to change stuff, stuff. And basically start a Facebook group because that's the easiest thing you can do, right? <laughs> so we started a Facebook group, invited all our friends that we knew that were female motion designers and just started conversation about basically everything like how much are you getting paid do you know how much your male co-workers are getting paid for example because that's something people don't really talk about either yeah. um, and especially here it feels like people don't really talk about what they earn that much mm. I don't know it's the same in Sweden I don't know what it is but yeah it's a bit yeah you don't really do that but I think it's so important to know what people earn and especially your male con counterparts uh, because then you can make a change right mm -hmm. uh, so we started talking about that we started to talk about just general like creative ideas collaborations um, yeah it was everything really and that just basically started to grow and grow people just invited other people and we got a lot of praise because they felt a lot of the people in the group felt that they haven't had a similar forum that they could express themselves in mm -hmm. and also they they had been in similar groups like in industry groups but it's been a lot of men taking up a lot yeah. of the space basically mm -hmm. and they felt they couldn't really post work because they were scared that they were going to get judged really harsh mm -hmm. uh, they felt like um, yeah they felt like they would be critiqued in a, in a different way than if they would post work in this group um, so yeah, it's just like kicked off really and then it just, yeah, started to grow slowly from there. So in the beginning it was more of like an exchange between yeah. a couple of, it were maybe around 100 people then. So we weren't that big, it was more like us just having conversations, yeah, like yeah. how would we want to change this, like can we do this, have you heard about this studio, oh this person, la la la, yeah, you know, yeah, it was more yeah. of like a heads up and support and uh, collaborations basically. Um, and then we got some, I think we got some uh, press. This is me not really remembering, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we wrote an article and B was also on another podcast, like a motion podcast, and mentioning the group. And then we just got a, like a wave of requests to the group because we also have a request process. So you need to answer three questions basically. So we just make sure that no people that shouldn't be in the group <laughs> aren't in the group. Um, so we, we just had to sit like and go through all these and we we're just like what's happening like how come this many people wanted to join but i think it's just got a bit of a um, bit of attention from that mm -hmm. from that article from the podcast 
And so after that, we were like, okay, next step. Now we have so many amazing people in one yeah. place. And we were like, how do we get, how do we promote these people? Mm-hmm. How, because first step, I think, is the support. You need to just, like build up the confidence, like have yes. that support with the, from within. And then we're like, how do we promote these people? Because that's the question that we've usually gotten or that I've heard so many times is, so why don't you hire uh, more women in your workforce? Um, but th- we don't have any women like applying for this job. Yeah, yeah. You know that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So we were like, okay, we need like we need to create an answer to that. Basically, mm-hmm. we need to create something that we can throw in the face and of say, people. Here is women. Here exactly. Is yeah. So then the idea about about um, the idea about the directory started. We were like, we wanna we wanna we wanna gather a big bunch of people from around the world that we can just send out to people being like here you got an amazing an amazing collection of talent here go ahead <laughs> um so then we did that and now it's sort of i think we have around 400 people in the director now uh, all over the world it's from everywhere from south africa to the states to japan so yeah, you can you can go in and you can specify by location, you can specify by skill, um, and you get a little selection of women. And so the idea is for people, businesses, yeah. to, to use this directory to exactly. find creative women. Exactly. So that's basically our our two, our two main goals with Panimation is one to support, mm-hmm. but two to promote. So this is more of our promotional way, being like, here you go, here are the women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here are the people with talent that might haven't they might haven't gotten the right attention. Yeah. But yeah. Um and also it's so interesting how B told me that Google did um they they were recruiting for a new role basically and they called up a woman and a man, they both had the same sort of qualifica- qualifications, same sort of background, and um, but the woman was more compatible with the actual role, mm-hmm. the actual work role. Uh, and when they called up the man, he was like, yeah, I can do this, I can do this completely, um, it's going to be absolutely <laughs> fine, la la la. And when they called up the woman, woman, woman she was like, yeah, you know, I think I have the right experience, but I'm not sure if I would be good enough. Yeah. And this is something that we also took so much to heart. And we're like, how can we build up women's confidence? Because that's something you need to have. Mm-hmm. And it's also funny because confidence is usually known as a male trait. You yeah. know, like men are like supposed to be like confident and yada, yada, yada. So I think that's also like a thing about changing how we hire, changing how we behave in the industry. That like confidence doesn't need to be a highly praised trait but I think it's just good to know your own worth yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and you need to be able to sell yourself mm-hmm. as a creative basically it's also a bit about I mean I think this is across all industries yeah as well. yeah, yeah definitely industry but like yeah. about this thing about kind of knowing whether other people I think the reason why women do it is because you assume that everybody else is being kind of fairly honest, especially during job applications. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is something that's changed in me so much. I yeah. completely bullshit all the way through the <laughs> job application now. 
because everybody else is. Do you know what I mean? All the men are. And so not, I don't bullshit, but the way that you, the language that you use, and you know that, that there is a technique, but it's yeah. just having the confidence to use that. And I think that women sometimes think, oh, but, but yeah, I haven't actually done that one point. I haven't done that thing. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't lead that, but I did, I, I you know, I didn't write that document, but I, I reviewed it or, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and like, I'm not saying a men, I'm not saying all yeah, men, yeah. but you know, a yeah. lot of people would just go, yeah, wrote, you know, led the led this the whole project project or whatever. <laughs> mm, definitely. And I think, as, and as soon as I started doing that, changing it, yeah, then I would start to get all of these jobs and things. Mm. And, and often, what would happen is, well, what happens to a lot of my friends? They go in. Once you get, if say you do get the job, or you don't, and you get another job in the organisation, you realise the person that has that job is actually not anywhere near as qualified as you, and doesn't have definitely. the same experience as you. Mm-hmm. And you think, definitely. But how did you? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's about the we do need to have this confidence and ability to yeah. just join join them. <laughs> yeah, just join that, that. I heard this um, story once about how, or like anecdote about how if if a woman and a man are each asked to do a job that they don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. The woman will say no. Mm-hmm. The man will say yes, and then go and buy a book about how to do that job <laughs> and read it. Yeah. yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. I think it's also another perspective on this is the actual employers. Yeah. How you can change the way you're recruiting. Mm-hmm. You can change the way you put out yeah. ads for new roles. It's, it's so interesting. Um, Katie Huey, she's um, an amazing, an amazing strategist, um, creative strategist. She, um, she did a whole study on how, how to change how you recruit, basically, to get a more diverse workforce. Because if you sit and read a work description that reads, yeah, we have beer nights every Friday and we love ping pong tournaments. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really going to attract Yeah, then you get a very dude-ish vibe from mm-hmm. them, right? That's like, okay, yeah, this this place is probably 99% mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's also, that's another perspective that you need to sort of incorporate if you're, if you're in that kind of position to hire. How do you hire people? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your process? Like, how do you... What kind of language do you use? I think that's so important as well to take into account. Um, yeah. Do you think that experience at university that you had prevents women from applying for those roles then as well? Definitely. So, I think so it, it starts early on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is also interesting because it's it's changing quite a lot mm-hmm. at uni. I've seen, especially here. Like if you look at animation courses. It's actually a lot 50-50, yeah. uh, and the w- women attending, especially like animation courses, um, yeah, the number of women has increased basically, but you don't see an actual change in the industry. And that's also another thing, like why, why doesn't that change? So that's probably because of this, mm-hmm. they don't see that they have a space or mm-hmm. a role for them. Mm. Um, so yeah. What, what what did we talk about initially? I was like, I felt that we were just like spiraling on. So that's no, it's an good. animation. It's good. Yeah, that's an, that's an animation. Yeah, right. So that was the directory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we found it. We found it. We found it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we started the directory, and we actually got a couple of hires through through it. Uh, Google Creative Lab in New York hired a person from the directory, which is great. 
Um, and we've gotten a lot of like success stories from yeah people That's getting amazing. jobs through yeah which is really great. So we our mission with the directory is that it's just going to keep growing basically, and that we will give a space for all these people that haven't really had that much space before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, That's just amazing. yeah. And I think it's also because then by putting people forward through, they don't need to go through the kind of job ads as well you know what mm-hmm. I mean you, you sort of scale back that layer of having to apply for something you can actually have recruiters and employers finding people which I think is really good yeah yeah sure and simplifying that process just making it very like granular so you have like skill set or even software you use um, that can make it really easy and especially if you scale it down to like very specific um everyone's like do you know what I mean because you can't really like fluff up your it's what it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. everyone's so answering the same question exactly yeah, yeah. because everyone's exactly everyone's answering the same question so everyone's just there on the same sort of level yeah. but mm-hmm. on different with different skill sets and, and different so what, backgrounds what do you think um is the next step are you gonna diversify in terms of in like across creative industries perhaps is it just at the moment animators and so basically like we we did a talk at the design festival in Ukraine this year about how how you can create better work by having a more diverse workforce. Sure. So for us it's not just about the animation industry or the motion graphic industry or even the film industry. I think it's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the creative industry in general. Yeah. Um or it could be, could really be applied to any industry. Uh, but I think especially when you have that sort of creative field, yeah, um, yeah that's where we sort of want to tap in. And I think just like slightly changing the industry, and I think one of the most important things is to get women on, yeah, deciding roles basically, on like higher up in the ranks, because that's how we're going to get a real change. Because you see it coming from like bubbling up, yeah. like there's a lot more women getting hired, yeah. Well. Exactly, but you need to come from yeah. that, yeah. Which, yeah, which I think is gonna be like our next, <laughs> next, next thing yeah. to try yeah. to, yeah, yeah, exactly, next, next thing to tackle. Um, so how, how might you do that? Like go in and work with the companies to say, you know, like yeah, um, we haven't really specified like how because basically this year has just been a just bit of a roller coaster this <laughs> far. Uh, but we'd love to, like one thing that we'd love to do more of is doing these kind of talks and just encouraging people how hiring a more diverse workforce can actually mm-hmm. change the way you work. Um, you can create better content because the more different people you have, the more different backgrounds you have, the more different, in, um, the more different inputs you're gonna have from people. And that's the thing when you're working with creativity and ideas, you want yeah. different perspectives yeah. and different exactly. voices. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense to yeah diversify your workforce and yeah hire more diverse talent basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you when you went to Ukraine, mm-hmm. you were encouraging as well, and you talked for women to and for um, animators to use more diverse kind of um, yeah. Language, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's about about actually changing the content as well, definitely. So that's a whole different aspect, like it's within the same sort of theme, but that's the aspect of the content we're creating. Because basically, in the communication industry, your communication with a 
or you're communicating with a big sort of bunch of different people and by just um, illustrating or animating or casting a certain type of character or people you're only going to communicate to that tiny part of people right that was maybe very simplified but (laughs) but you know what I mean like that's sort of the main thing so what we also did in Ukraine was that we had a workshop a drawing workshop on how you can think more diverse when you illustrate and when you work with characters Um, and we did an exercise where we asked the group to first we hadn't done anything we just asked them to draw a woman uh, a boss and a family like how do you picture a woman uh, how do you picture Mm -hmm. a boss and how do you picture a family and then we did a bunch of exercises based on like body shapes how you can draw different body shapes skin color how you can work with skin color in different ways um yeah and basically did a small talk and then at the end we did the same exercise and it was just so touching to see the difference of how like yeah it was just so nice so what was what did they draw initially then so basically initially i think a family especially was a lot like man woman Mm-hmm. woman holding a child yeah. <laughs> basically uh, and afterwards it was just like all different kind of constellations and yeah, yeah. that's amazing it was really good and it's not not maybe I'm sounding a bit patronizing but it's not in that way it's more like I think that's how we all think like we had to think about this so much mm-hmm. to be able to sort of shape this <clears throat> workshop we were like okay what is like our main biases like how do, yeah. you know what I mean like how do we how do I portray a boss if I look at all like sort of directors etc I know like how do they look you know what I mean yeah. mm-hmm. um, and how do the most families I know look like how the most families I see on on, on in media and films yeah. etc so <laughs> I guess it's just about like analyzing that and yeah seeing yeah. where you can make a change and I think it goes back to what we were just saying about the kind of the roles that women take on in the workplace mm. are affected by what you see as a child and, and how you understand yeah. roles in the family. And the problem is is that often the, the problems that we encounter, like say for example the, the pay gap, that's a real problem that like we come across. But the problem is is that it seems like before we get to that point, with there's like just a million and one decisions that have been taken and a million and one processes and, and so much as of that is is just like unconscious basically, isn't it? So it's like Definitely. It's a, it's a really big task to challenge that, yeah. but so worth doing. Definitely. And I think that's a bit of like an awakening when you, you know, when you start realizing that's just like, it's just going to grow and it's just going to like be on your mind all the time. And I think that's a good thing because it, it's really difficult sometimes to sort of penetrate that surface and being like, what's, what is this really about? Like, mm-hmm. or why is this portrayed in this way? Um, etc and I think also speaking of like communicating I think a lot of the failed sort of ad campaigns you've seen you know like that insane dog campaign for example mm-hmm. with a woman taking off her top and she she was like it was a black woman oh, taking oh, off yes, her top and white. then she yeah. turned white yeah 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 I think there that must have been like you can't have a diverse team creating that kind of ad you know what mm-hmm. I mean because mm-hmm. then someone would have spotted it because yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's just so stupid. Like you can avoid so much shit by just like having, you know what I mean? Like production wise, mm-hmm. just, yeah, just hire it's... more like diverse people yeah. and you can actually communicate like great things to mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's also really hard, naturally, for, for everyone to admit their own biases. Definitely. So it's kind yeah. of like, I think we should expect that, but it's acceptable, really, that that didn't happen, yeah. <laughs> given that there was no diversity in there, yeah. because everybody's going to, because it is very, very hard to tap yeah. into. You have to really think about it. And, think, oh, yeah. I've, and even if you think and you realise it's embarrassing to admit, mm. God, I've, I've had this, you know, I'm not immune yeah. I've completely got this practice in definitely yeah. yeah and to admit that's quite difficult so yeah yeah to definitely yeah to get rid of that immediately yeah, yeah I think so too and I think you need to yeah really analyze all your actions yourself as well like what you're doing like how you can affect things like and um, what am I doing to contribute to this mm-hmm. or what am I doing to actually work against this mm-hmm. or um yeah stuff like that and it was interesting because we also have an Instagram account, mm-hmm. and um, so representation. Another thing was which is so important, right? Seeing yeah, what we sort of tapped into earlier with like seeing people that are like you, um, that you look up to. So our Instagram account, we have one creative taking it over it every week. So um, we have different illustrators, animators, creatives that post their work and post discussions and yeah, sort of manage the account for a week. <clears throat> and then one day we got um, a message from, from a woman saying, yeah, it would be great to see more women of colour on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because obviously for us, our main like thing that we had on our mind was that we wanted to feature <laughs> women, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then you have the other day like, shit, that's mm-hmm. my, my own bias yeah, because yeah. I'm white, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So then we were like, thank you so much for bringing this up. Of course, we want to like highlight more women of color. So that's something we're really taking into account lately. Um, so yeah, I think it's just being open mm-hmm. and just having conversations with people and be open to other people, what they want to see, what they want to hear. It's the most important thing when it comes to representation, basically. So tell us about your Instagram. because. You feature different artists mm-hmm. every week, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So um, that was also, we wanted to, so after the directory, we also wanted to start something more like visually promoting, mm-hmm. like where you can actually see people's work. Um, so we were like, yeah, Instagram's a great platform to do that. Um, that's great. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we were like, should we post other people's work or how does that work? And then we were like, no, it's just, it's just going to be so much better if we actually give this away to someone and they could just manage that and speak with their own voice and yeah so that's basically what we're doing now we're just passing it around um so everyone just takes turns and yeah puts their own exactly yeah that's amazing so we and we try to have as many different people as many different styles of work as possible so we get like a wide selection mm-hmm. um, and we try to feature work also that's not been seen on so many places um, because as we talked about before with confidence etc etc um, it's sometimes difficult to post your own work um, mm-hmm. and this is a great platform to do that because most of the followers are like very nice <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but I think that's important too um, so yeah I think it's a really smart use of that medium. Mm-hmm. I think really so too, smart. yeah. And it's such a great way of... Because also by bringing so many different people on, you have people that have like 10,000 of followers that brings a lot of followers to mm-hmm. the, the site. And then you have someone who has maybe 100 followers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you mm-hmm. get that sort of balance. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. You can also highlight people that haven't got the kind of attention but are insanely talented. And mm-hmm. they can use that platform. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what we also want to do. We want to try to not just feature 
like very known people we mm -hmm. want to try to feature a lot of different people uh, with different experiences mm -hmm. i think allowing this <clears throat> the different users the control of it the control is really nice as well because my my worst thing about instagram versus facebook for example <clears throat> is that it's completely user-led. No one can, you know, I, can't, I can write on Rina's Facebook page mm -hmm. and said, you know, remember when we sat in last night and did nothing and ate loads of pies or whatever. Whereas, because it's just led exclusively by you on Instagram, you could, you know, users make their pages look beautiful. It's just, yeah. it's an advertise. It's yeah. purely mm -hmm. advertising yeah. yourself. Definitely. But if you let those people have that control, it diversifies. It's it's real, you know. Like yeah. it's, it's, that's really nice. I really yeah. like that idea. Yeah, and it's quite fun. Like if you, we try to. Um, I'm gonna show you real quick. This is not really good podcast content, but <laughs> <laughs> but so this is how it looks. And every every week we have like a feature page that we create yeah. for oh, each great. like uh, creative person. Yeah. Person, yeah. So that's like the person that's going to be on the on that on that week. And then it divides it quite nicely. Then. Exactly. That's so you have that like so you see the face of the person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So oh, that's I think it's been working really good this far. And I mean for us as well, it's so great to just hear about different processes, different experiences, mm -hmm. and just see so many different views, you know, mm -hmm. and so many different yeah aspects of a person's work mm. so it's how great. do you fit this all in with your actual job as well <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is difficult but i think we've also come to a point where it's very collaborative yeah it's very collaborative and it's also it's just it's just what do you call it when it's like self fulfilling exactly it's um, just yeah people just feed into it for mm. example like the facebook group we barely moderate that. We just like, if there's any like, there are barely any discussions because we have very nice members. Mm -hmm. But we try to like yeah. just you mean like proper discussions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, we haven't had, I think if we had one in probably three years, mm -hmm. the world got a bit heated. But mm -hmm. um, we try to just like look look after the page to see that yeah everything's like well and nice. But our members are so just amazing mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. pretty like we don't really need to do anything with that so I think our focus now is basically just to make it grow and to yeah to talk to more people about it and try to get people to implement new methods on how they work and to hire a more diverse workforce basically feels like I've said that a million times but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you're about yeah that's amazing yeah. that is amazing uh, okay so to finish, um, we've got a question. How can people support what you do? So basically people that wants to join our directory, if there are any illustrators or animators, um, etc. that wants to join, please go to panimation.com and just sign up. Uh, it's very easy. And we'll add you to the directory. And also join the Facebook group. It's just panimation <laughs> on Facebook. Um, because that's basically what we want. We want to encourage more people to join. We want to encourage more people to just see, see what it is, where it is. Um, we have been like selling a bit of merch uh, before. Since now it's gone a bit much, so we haven't done it lately. But that's something we might pick up. So just like have a have a if you want a panani bag, <laughs> exactly or a pin, just have a look on our Instagram. We'll probably upload it there. Yeah. And uh, but also like what to watch or to read 
that's also to support us i would say follow us on instagram because mm-hmm. you will see so many different kind of people posting so many different kind of works mm-hmm. and hearing so many personal stories about different experiences etc so i think that's a really good really good source of mm-hmm. <laughs> inspiration maybe that's a bit like self-bragging but mm-hmm. that's no that's what i would say you're allowed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what this bit is about. Great, great. Yeah, so I want to plug our Instagram. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, that's, I think I'm really proud of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Both B and Lynn are also very proud of it. We all are. And it's just great to see so many different people uh, coming together and mm-hmm. yeah, seeing so many different kind of work. Mm-hmm. And hearing so many different kind of experiences as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really good source of and I guess people can yeah. use that Instagram, they can follow you, but they can also keep an eye on it and like follow the, 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 the artists who they see. Definitely. And what can normal people do who aren't animators or anyone really who wants to help change? Change. Yeah. I would say. To change it? As a man, mm-hmm. I would say observe your surroundings, observe power structures within your within your organization, within your company, uh, within your friend group. Observe how women and men are treated differently, if you think they're treated differently, no, but yeah, just like open your eyes and try to see it from different perspectives. Try to see how, yeah, see the different structures within the company, basically. As a person in a power position, I would say try to hire workforce differently. Try to look from a different perspective and see how how can I approach as many different people as possible. How can how can I make this work out? For example, uh, attract so many different people as possible, not just one type of person, because then you're gonna get a lot a bigger pool of talent. Basically, is gonna be attracted to your work. Um, and I would say also look for people like go out there and actually do some research um, and look up new kinds of talent go to our Instagram page <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> but yeah really like not depend like even though it's not the creative industry like any industry just have a look at I don't know LinkedIn on just try to find different kind of people that do what you do um and yeah, initiate contact, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk yeah. to people, have discussions, mm-hmm. um, definitely. And I think as a woman or as a minority within the industry, try to take up space if you're comfortable doing that. Be proud of your work. Be proud, proud of what you do and who you are. And don't be afraid to take risks. And it's all going to be... So good. <laughs> Future. <laughs> I'm just like trying to find something like <laughs> to round it up. To round yeah, it up. Yeah. No, but Sign also, off. yeah, um, write us if you want. We're always up for like a conversation and we're gonna we're having events from now and then. We're gonna have an exhibition in September mm-hmm. in Dalston. Uh, so we will post about that on our Instagram. Uh, it's gonna be selected selected mm. uh, works from the Panani group, <laughs> yeah. So that will happen. We also have um camp coming up. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's mm-hmm. still in the works, but we want to do a 
small like workshop or three of mm. basically from everything from how to negotiate salary mm. to just basically inspirational workshops for women trans and non-binary Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So people follow you for more updates. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's wonderful. Yeah. Definitely. Continue to follow it. Yeah. It makes me wish I'd retrained that I'd retrained as an amateur now. I know. Same here. Go for it. Just do it. Thank you. Thank you. Future Heist is recorded and produced by me, Rena Neve Smith, with original music by Benjamin Tassie and artwork by Fleur Beck. Special thanks to Chloe Vasegi and Joshua Los Challens. You can follow us on Instagram at future underscore heist. Thank you.